What if there was a different way to live and work beyond the hustle and hype, beyond the never ending race to get more, do more, be more, a way that's nourishing, grounded, creative, and aligned with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Alchemy in Action with me, your host, Amanda Cook. In each episode, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. Join me to create a life and work that truly fit you, infused with meaning and magic. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wellpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Cook, and I'm so glad you're with me this week because we're going to talk about what you need to do if you need to find clients quickly. Have you ever been in that situation where you realize you're running out of money and you think, wow, I really need to close a client or two? Not a great situation to be in, but it happens to all of us when we're running our own business. And what might surprise you about my advice here is that unless you've been doing the online thing for a while and have built up quite a community, the fastest way to find a client is actually to do it in person. So that's why this week I invited Dr. Gabrielle Polici on the show to talk about offline marketing strategies. We're going to be talking about how she started her wellness center and her experience running a bricks and mortar business, which will be really interesting to you if you've ever thought about having an in-person presence. But then we're going to talk about her referral strategy, and that's going to be relevant for all of you because everybody needs to get referrals. Well, You don't need to, but can I say that if you can set up a few solid referral channels, it can really make your business and your marketing a lot easier and less stressful. So I definitely recommend it. Plus, we're going to talk about networking and how to leverage your relationships and all this good offline stuff on how you can find clients quickly offline if you need to. I think you're really going to like this episode. Also, I've got an exciting new partnership with ConvertKit to tell you about. So if you remember back to episode 106, I interviewed Nathan Berry, who's the founder of ConvertKit. And ConvertKit is the email marketing platform that I use. I absolutely love it and totally recommend it. It's really simple to use, and it makes it really easy to do the kind of marketing that I teach you, which is where you want to build a relationship with your audience and help them to know you and like you and trust you. And you can do that by providing valuable educational information, right? Like courses or challenges or just a series of emails to introduce them to your business. ConvertKit allows you to do this really easily. And also it's way more sophisticated than something like MailChimp, which I also recommend for beginners. But this is more sophisticated because you can tag your customers and people that have different products or people that have come to your events. Basically, it just makes your email marketing way easier. Now, what's exciting is that I've got a new partnership for Wellpreneur with ConvertKit, and they have generously offered Wellpreneur podcast listeners one month free of ConvertKit, which is awesome, right? So if you'd like to try out ConvertKit, you can go to wellpreneuronline.com slash bonus, and that has all the details about how you can get your month free so you can give it a try. And if you sign up for your free month and you go to that page, it'll also tell you how you can get a special video tutorial that I've created that walks you through how to use ConvertKit. So I've had a lot of questions from people about how to get started with it. So I just recorded like a 30 minute video training 
And that's available to you if you sign up through my ConvertKit link, which again is available at that page, which is wellpreneuronline.com slash bonus. So I hope you enjoy that. It's a nice chance to try it out and see if ConvertKit's something that can make your email marketing even easier. And if you have any questions about that, just hop over to the Facebook group, which is the Wellpreneur Wellness Marketing Mastermind. And I'm happy to answer any questions about it there in the group as well. Okay, so let's get straight into talking about referrals and finding clients offline with Dr. Gabrielle Colici. Hey, Dr. Gabby, welcome to the show. Hi, Amanda. It's so fun to be here. <laughs> so we connected, gosh, a few months ago back for one of your online summits and we've kept in touch. And I really wanted to have you on the show because what you specialize in amongst other things, but one of the things that you love to talk about is actually finding wellness business clients in person. And you run a wellness center. And whereas here on the podcast, we mainly talk about things online, but I think the offline world is really important too. And it's what a lot of what a lot of the audience is actually engaged with, right? Or has a dream about opening a center. So yeah, so I'm really excited you could come on and, and talk with us about this other side of running a wellness business. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of retro or old school now to talk about finding people in real life because so much of our business is happening online that it almost seems old fashioned to do it face to face. But I've been in the industry for 15 years and I was growing my business face-to-face long before I was able to grow it online. And so I like to teach both sides and encourage people to reach out in person because I find that if you need to get clients right away, really quickly, it's faster to connect with people in your neighborhood than it is to find your ideal client online and develop that relationship with them. I feel like that takes a little bit longer. So there's advantages you know, to both approaches, but being able to do some offline marketing, I think is really important for the health and wellness folks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's not something that I really am involved in, like how to do, like I don't teach that, but I say that quite a bit actually, like when people, if you really get stuck and you really need a client, like you need money coming in, then don't go online. Like that isn't, unless you've already spent the time and built up a following and built up the trust and built up the email list and all of that, like you're not going to find a client online quickly. And so what you need to do is go in person. And I think that's definitely what I want to talk about with you today. Um, Great. So let's start by, if you can just give us a little run through of your own career and especially like when you started your wellness center and, and where you came from. Sure. So I got into the wellness space back in 2001 after I finished my undergrad degree. I had studied psychology and I was introduced to some holistic healing modalities at my university. And I fell in love immediately with massage therapy. And I went to massage school when I graduated from college. And then after I completed massage training, I did an energy medicine training called Healing Touch for a few years. And when I completed that, I did yoga training and kundalini yoga. Um, And during this time, I was also in graduate school and I was writing about the things that I was learning. And I completed my doctoral dissertation about women healers. I interviewed all different kinds of women healers, acupuncturists, body workers, some shamanic healers that were doing work from indigenous cultures in South America and South Africa. 
And then when I finished my uh, PhD, I started teaching and that was about 10 years ago. So over the course of the last 10 years, I've been teaching at several different universities and um, teaching other people how to do holistic healing and different alternative healing therapies. And there was a period of time between 2007 and 2009 that I opened and operated uh, my own wellness center in Long Beach, California with a friend that I met in yoga training. And when I wasn't working there, I was also working at drug and alcohol treatment centers, doctor's offices, hospitals, spas, everywhere and anywhere where I could bring my services to the community and to people who were sick and suffering in different ways. And so I feel very grateful to have had the career that I've had and to be able to work with so many different kinds of people in so many different kinds of environments. And I feel like gives me really good insight into what people need and what people respond to and the ways in which you can use your existing network, your community, and the other professionals in your community to build what I call a referral network. I'm not sure if we use that language in online marketing, but in offline, in like professional communities, if you're a health coach, your best friends could be the local chiropractor, the local massage therapist, the local acupuncturist, people who serve similar clients. And by building those relationships with those people, you can then share and refer clients to each other. Because as we know, not one practitioner is going to have all the tools and all the resources for clients. And by developing those relationships, we can share the clients among us and give them really kind of holistic, complete services. So that was part of my journey too, was collecting all my favorite people along the way who were um, working with clients that I wanted to work with or that I was also working with so that we could really create a holistic treatment plan for them. We could serve them you know, as a group and give them really great care. So that's a little bit of my story. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So I want to definitely talk about this referral strategy, but before we get into that, I'm just wondering, like if you could share a little bit of like your impression or your advice about what it was like running a wellness center in person, because I hear that from a lot of wellpreneurs that they dream about having a yoga studio or like a cafe or a actual physical clinic where they can welcome people. And so I'm just curious as someone who's been through that, do you have any kind of advice or other side? Lots of things. I mean, one thing um, that I have to say is critical from the beginning is I did it with a partner. And what I found out about a year into the process is that our visions were not aligned, which is why we didn't end up staying in it long term. So if you're going to do it with someone, I think that it's really important to have discovery time before you actually do it to make sure that you're on the same page about everything. So one of the things you don't anticipate when you have your own center is that you work in your own center 24 hours a day. So you open it up, you keep it clean, and you see all the clients, you pay all the bills, you manage the books. I mean, you're doing everything to keep it open and to serve the people that are coming in. And that's more than just going to a job and punching a card and then leaving again. There's so many things that are happening, you know, behind the scenes to keep it working and So I think it's really important whether you're doing it on your own or whether you're doing it with a partner that you get really clear about all the different moving pieces and who's going to handle what and who's going to be responsible for which things and what happens if somebody gets sick, who's going to fill in and just those kinds of things. And you don't really think of them when you're opening a space because you're just so... 
about having your own space. And there's such an infatuation and just enthusiasm about building something like that, that often those other things, they come later, but then they can kind of sabotage you if you don't pay attention to them. The other thing that I recommend, and I've said this to a lot of my clients, is make sure that you go and work in a center that's similar to the one that you're trying to create so that you have a sense of what those moving pieces are. So what kind of CRM tool are they using? What kind of accounting system are they using? What kind of insurance do they have? What are the terms of their lease? Like All of these things that you need to run a brick and mortar space If you have some insight into that before you open your own space, you're going to make your life so much easier. So I think it's really critical that you find another place where even if you're just volunteering, you know, even if you're just going in and, and volunteering some time in exchange for learning a little bit about the back office, I think that that's really valuable. And then, you know, the other thing about building a brick and mortar business, which is similar to the online marketing, is that you have to recognize that it takes time. And you have to have some kind of financial cushion to stay open for a year or two until you start becoming profitable. So you can't expect to open a center and have a line out the door right away. You need to prepare for the marathon. You need to have some kind of resources so that you can sustain yourself for some time until the word gets out and everybody starts coming to your space and I could keep talking. There's so many more things, but I'll leave it there for now. (laughs) You can ask me questions. That's awesome. Thank you so much. That's really helpful. (laughs) Um, Okay. So let's talk about a bit about like the referral strategy and finding clients in person, because I think even if, you know, for the listeners that even want to work totally online, there's definitely that period of time where your online business isn't really bringing in clients yet because you're just getting started. And so you need to go out and find clients in person. So I think this applies to everybody, really. You mentioned the referral strategy. Is that is that like the main way that you've found clients in person? Or have you also, do you advocate doing talks or doing, I don't know, other kinds of strategies too? Right. I definitely think that that's the number one strategy that I recommend for people who are, who are looking to build a very quick offline practice is to talk to the lady that does your hair, talk to the lady that gives you your manicure, pedicure, talk to the physician that you go to, like talk to all the people in your network, let them know what you're doing, the kind of clients that you're looking for, give them a sample session, give them a consultation, let them experience some of your work. And they're going to be your brand ambassadors. They're going to be the people who, when their patient comes in and And they're serving the patient by giving them a facial or something. But that same client also is having a lot of stress eating stuff. They're going to say, oh, well, you know, I know this amazing health coach. You should really talk to her. You can also package your service with um, different people in your referral network. So if you do have people in your network that offer complimentary services, you can create packages for clients. So they get 20 minutes of your service, 20 minutes of someone else's service, and maybe 20 minutes of a third person service, you can package these things. And that way you can encourage clients to sign up not only with you, but people in your network. And then there's a lot of strategies you know, that go beyond that. You mentioned giving talks. Every and any opportunity that I have to talk to any of the groups in my community, I always take advantage. There's something about meeting someone face-to-face that creates 
that immediate sense of their energy. You get a sense that they're warm, that they're trustworthy, and that happens very quickly. So the more you can get in front of people, um, usually the faster you can establish a relationship, which then usually means that the faster that you can convert them into a client. And the other thing that I think is really important is if you're going to be doing talks, if you're going to be doing any networking, find your people. Find the places where the people that you love to work with are hanging out. I just had a call earlier today with one of my clients and her specialty is working with women in recovery. And she actively goes to recovery meetings every single day. And it's such a natural fit for her to talk to the other women at the meetings. I just got my coaching certificate. This is what I learned about health and wellness. This is how it helped me. I'd love to help you too. It's just like the perfect environment for her to connect with people who could benefit from what she's doing. So you have to be strategic and thoughtful also about the places where you are connecting and where you are speaking, because that makes a big difference in how fast you can grow. Totally. So you don't necessarily need to go to like these business networking meetings because that might not be where your people are, right? So you, right. like you're saying, figure out, I guess it starts with your target market, figure out who you're selling to and then what other providers do they use and go to those kind of places. Yeah. Like if you're someone who's doing prenatal yoga, go talk to, you know, OBGYNs, go talk to doulas, go talk to midwives, go, you know, you find the people who are serving the people that you're serving. And we all know because we all receive a lot of different kinds of services we're connected to a lot of different um, practitioners and providers in our community. So it's a built-in network available to you. One thing that, that I see that comes up a lot, and I have, I'm curious like how you feel like this plays into referrals, but it seems to me like in order to get somebody to refer you, you need to be really clear about what it is that you do. And I think that's an area that a lot of wellpreneurs struggle with because we can help so much. I mean, do you see that as an issue and, and how do you usually overcome that. Absolutely. I think that when we first get started, we're so excited about what we offer that we think that we can offer it to everyone in the world and that everyone is going to have equal benefit. I had a mentor tell me, your best client is you like three years ago. So what are the qualities about you? Are you someone who's very enthusiastic about health and wellness? Are you someone who's a bit more reluctant? Are you someone who had to overcome a condition like maybe diabetes or uh, insomnia? Is there something that you have special knowledge about or special personal experience about? Those are usually the people that you can serve the best. And if you start really narrow, and I'm sure you do this with the target marketing for online marketing, the more narrow that you can be initially, the more grounded you can be and the easier it is for people to understand what you do and how your services can benefit them. So I'll go back to the example of the client I was working with today and she completed her wellness coaching certification and she's been in recovery for four years and she's celebrating her anniversary. And now she's wanting to share very specific experiences with women in recovery, like for example, how do you go to a party and not drink and still have fun? And she can give them tools to help them to be healthy and be well and still enjoy the things in life that they would normally enjoy in a different way before they got on this path. And so her newsletters are specific, her conversations are specific, her marketing is very specific, and people understand 
the topics and the niche that she's in. And that makes it really easy to connect with her and really easy to refer to her. So we generally kind of think like, oh, our best bet is to go really broad and to say that I'm available for everyone. But um, I find that that makes it a lot more challenging when you know people are not super clear about who you are, what you do, who you serve. I feel like that makes it a little bit more difficult to grow very quickly. Yeah. And I think you know when you're getting a referral you're kind of relying on the person at the spur of the moment to think of you and then to be able to say something about your business right then, right? Yes. And and they don't know, I mean, they're not as involved in your business as you are. So they're just remembering like these little blurbs of what you've told them, maybe. And so I think, you know, your point's really good. Like if you can be more specific, then they would be like, oh yeah, I know she works with new moms to help them get their figure back or whatever exactly. it is. And they can just say a little thing. Whereas if it's like, Oh, I empower women to live their most vibrant life. Like, <laughs> is that going to come up as a need? I mean, that's what everyone says. And <laughs> no, it, you know, and it no. is true. Like, that is a side. I get it. Everyone out there listening, like, that is a side benefit of like all of these holistic therapies that we're doing. But you need the referral person to be able to hear something, and it triggers them, and they think of you. And if it's too vague, that's just never going to happen. I totally agree with you. Yeah, I think that's really critical. I think it's really important advice. I think we resisted a little bit, but you're absolutely right. The more clear and specific we can be, the better. Do you ever do anything like, I don't know, give them flyers or cards or something to make it easier to refer or even give them like a little bonus, like a commission if they refer to you or have you ever done anything like that? Well, there's some ethical issues about referral fees between certain practitioners. So you have to be careful about what the rules are for your particular profession. What I generally do is in my first attempt to reach out, I reach out and I say, can we just have a conversation? You know, can we have a conversation about the clients I'm serving, the clients you're serving and see if there's any synergy, if there's something we can do together? Can we maybe do a workshop together? Can we maybe offer a package together? Is there something that we can do? And that's usually followed by a conversation and it's usually followed by a sample of service. So I always like to provide, you know, 20 or 30 minutes of my service so that they get an experience that helps them to describe to other people what it is that I do. So I usually follow up with something like that. And then I usually figure out what the best kind of relationship would be between us. You know, if it's that we're going to, you know, co-teach a a workshop or we're going to put together a panel or we're going to just refer one-on-one clients to each other based on, you know, specific conditions. I sort of work out the details of that individually and I maintain the relationships the same way you would maintain other important relationships in your life. Like I check in with them. Sometimes I barter with them to keep the relationship fresh and alive and meaningful. So it's not just like I'm reaching out and being like, hey, can I have your clients? <laughs> like, by the way, will you give me your clients? <laughs> you know, it's like a real relationship that I develop over a period of time. So it's, and try to find ways that, um, that we can do things that are mutually beneficial for both of us. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, if you're offering a valuable service, then they actually should want to refer you in a way because it's helping their clients get a result that they might not be able to deliver totally on their own, right? And in a way, it cements their clients to them because they're referring them to other awesome practitioners who can help them. Yes, yes. And it can be counterintuitive because you you could think like, oh, well, I don't want to refer to that guy because then maybe that guy is going to steal my client. But that's not the 
the way that it works because we all need advice about what we're eating and we need advice about how to move our body and we need advice about what supplements to take. And we, we need advice from a lot of different kinds of practitioners. So cooperating actually makes everyone's business flourish. You don't have to worry really about losing clients because the clients can benefit from all of the practitioners. Mm-hmm. How do you manage your network? Like, how do you keep track of your referral partners? And just, and the biggest thing I think is remembering to keep in touch with them. Cause like you said, it is a real relationship. Mm-hmm. I usually have one person in each category that I think is really stellar. You know, I have one woman in my network that she's really great with like medical detoxing for people that have, you know, if they have inflammation or allergy type issues, she's like, she's just amazing in that category. And then I have a guy that does acupuncture. We've been referring to each other for 12 years. Like he's just a phenomenal acupuncturist. So usually have one person in each category that I really, really love. And I love them as a person. And so initially it starts out as kind of a professional relationship, but then, you know, we'll go to events together or we'll teach a workshop together or something like that. And our relationship becomes a long-term relationship. So it evolves into, you know, friendship over time. And you know, I have one person in each of these different categories. And I know if a client comes to me, if I feel that definitely acupuncture is the right thing for them, I know the guide to refer them to versus if this person desperately needs a detox, I know the woman to send her to. So that develops for me over time. And the better, like when my clients get really great results, then it's just a great kind of snowball effect. Um, everybody feels happy and healthy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what do you recommend if somebody is like just getting started? So say they, you know, got out of their training program for whatever modality they're doing and they really want to find their first clients. Maybe they've done a couple, a little work with a couple of their friends. Is a referral strategy something that can work for them right in the beginning? Or what do you usually recommend then? Yeah, I think people underestimate how many clients are around them at any given time. So first of all is everybody all the time what you're doing. So I have another client. She does nutritional stuff. She went to a paint store this weekend to get some paint because they were painting a room in their house. And she left the paint store with two new clients because she's just so warm and so open and so friendly. And she tells everybody what she does. And you can find clients anywhere. And like any store that you go to, any interaction that you have, that person's a potential client. And so if you start to orient yourself in that way, that there are people all around you who could benefit from your services, you're more likely to get a lot of clients. The other is that, you know, we know over the course of the month, you're going to have to talk to about 100 people over the course of the month to get five new clients. So you have to be willing to tell a lot of people what you're doing and not expect that every single person is going to sign up with you, but that eventually you're going to become known as the go-to expert in a certain thing in your community. You know, the other thing that we underestimate is how quickly if we tell the people around us what we're looking for, how quickly they can help us. So as soon as you graduate, as soon as you're ready to start seeing clients, tell everybody, tell everybody what you're doing, tell everybody what you're looking for, tell them the kind of client that you're looking for, who you want to serve, and let them help you, let them support you, let them promote you. I find that the more that we talk about it, the more that we ask for support, the more that we reach out to the people around us, the faster things will grow. 
Absolutely. I want to highlight something that you said there, which was that in order to get one new client every month, you need to be talking to a hundred new people about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so it's true. For, so for everyone out there listening, I mean, really, if you're, you know, I see a lot of people that feel like they're struggling and they're not making enough money and, you know, they're just not finding the clients. Honestly, are you talking to a hundred new people a month? I would guess probably not. I, I was at a, a talk with a sales trainer once and he was just, he basically just asked like, how many sales conversations have you had this week? <laughs> Most people yeah. in the room are like, none, you know? Well, of course you're not selling if you're not having sales conversations. This is, I, I just think that's really, you know, we can, we can spend all this time, especially like, I love marketing. We can spend all this time marketing and making our website beautiful and preparing this talk and doing all this stuff. But at the end of the day, you need to just be telling people what you do and get in front of these yes. people. <laughs> We know that online marketing has about a 2% conversion rate. We know direct sales has like 2 to 5% conversion rate. Like we know that. We like you could google it right now. What's conversion rate for direct sales or for marketing? And so you have to meet these numbers. You have to be telling at least 3 to 5 people a day about who you are and what you do. And there's unlimited places you can do that. Like I said, you can go to the paint store. You can tell the people and standing in line with you at the paint store. It doesn't matter who it is as long as you're saying, this is what I do. This is who I love to serve. Can I give you a free consultation? Can we have a conversation? Do you know anyone who would benefit? As long as you get in the habit of doing that all the time, you will definitely get clients. I guarantee it. (laughs) Absolutely. And it might feel a bit uncomfortable. People out there listening or might be thinking like, oh my gosh, oh, I could never do that. But actually, I think it gets easier with time. And this is why it's important to do something that you're really passionate about and work with the target market that you're passionate about so that you don't mind talking with them about what you do. Yeah, it's funny. We have a lot of conversations in my community about self-promoting and what that feels like and whether or not it's comfortable. And my orientation is always that I'm so excited about what I'm doing that I love telling people. And I never feel like I'm doing a sales thing. I started out on my journey you know, 15 years ago as a massage therapist. And every chance I got to touch someone, to take their hand and to do a few minutes of massage on their hand, their shoulder... Like they were in heaven. I was in heaven. It was just, it, everybody was happy and happy to make appointments and happy to do work together. So I feel like if you're really coming from a place of enthusiasm and joy and telling people who you are and what you do, it's never going to come off as salesy. It's never going to come off as, you know, that you're being like weird. It, people are going to feel your excitement and your joy and they're going to want to engage in that because they want to feel good too. Awesome. I love it. Thank you. So we're getting kind of to the end of our time together, but just to change gears for a second, I'm wondering if you could recommend us like a book or a podcast or a tool or something that you love for wellness practitioners. (laughs) Well, your podcast is awesome. (laughs) So they should listen to your podcast. I also have a podcast called Women in Wellness that they can listen to. And I have these conversations with all different women uh, who are working in different aspects of, of health and wellness. So, I mean, I think both of us are doing awesome work to, you know, make this more transparent, to make it less scary, less uncomfortable, and give strategies and tools to make it easier so that it makes sense and that there's a clear vision and structure so that 
you don't have to have that feeling of like, oh, am I doing it wrong? Oh. <laughs> you know, why does this feel this way? So I think I think they should listen to your podcast, my podcast. Between the two of us, there's so many interviews and so much wisdom. So both of those are great resources. Awesome. And what about a book? Do you have a favorite book? Well, I wrote a book called <laughs> Blissful Business, which is about the stuff that we're talking about. You can get it on Amazon for 10 bucks. So I think that's a good resource. The other book that comes to mind, it's just popping into my head, so I'll say it, is a book called Utility, Y-O-U-Tility. Have you read that one? Mm -hmm. Do you like that one? I think that's a good resource in terms of helping people start to think about how you can make all of your content, everything you're saying, everything you're sharing, something that's really valuable for your audience. Because we're in a time where our marketing and our communication has to be something that really creates value for other people. And so the more that you can get in the habit of creating value for other people, I think the more people are likely to use your services. I love it. Cool. Okay. Well, Dr. Gabby, let us know where people can find you. Obviously, we'll link up your podcast and the book in the show notes, but where's the best place online for people to find you? Sure. They can find me at women-in-wellness.com. And that has all the details about the podcast and the book and all kinds of fun free resources for them that they can take advantage of. Cool. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Wellpreneur Podcast. I hope that gave you lots of ideas about how you can use a referral strategy in your own business to generate more leads and clients. You can get all the show notes for this episode on my website, which is wellpreneuronline.com. And don't forget, if you'd like to try out a free month of ConvertKit for your own email marketing and also get a copy of my free video tutorial on how I use ConvertKit, then head over to wellpreneuronline.com slash ckbonus and you'll find all the details there. Okay, have a fantastic week. I'm wishing you tons of luck in your wellness business and I will see you back here next Monday with the next episode. <laughs>